Welcome to Holding Center, a podcast created to help you own and hold center stage, not only on show day, but also in your life. I'm your host, Ashley Markham, owner of Myo Strength, and joined with me is my co-host, Ashley Spoker, owner of B&B Fit. Let's hold center. Yo, Spilks, what's going on? What is going on? Happy Friday. Oh, I got to clear my throat. <clears> throat> right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Got to do that old man shuffle, the old man gargle. <laughs> Girl, I don't know what it is. Like, maybe it's still, like, allergies or something, even though we're, like, halfway through the summer. But, like, every morning I wake up with a stuffy nose and I don't know what's going on. And, like, I have got this whole, like, filter set up in my room now. And it's better, but it still sucks. So I'm just like, I don't know what's going on. Where um, do you live? Ohio. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm in Kentucky. So okay. uh, I lasted until about late May. So I don't know. I think it's been a weird year. It's not as warm yet. I don't know. So, yeah. okay. I live in Charleston and it's a hundred fucking degrees and like the, the amount of hit sweat and ass sweat just by stepping outside for five minutes is ungodly. Like this I would is a imagine, gallon. Yeah. I drink two yeah. almost a day just to like, not be like SpongeBob SquarePants with like you know, yeah. I don't need it. <laughs> I just got back from Gulf Shores. I mean, I know it's more Southern than you, Ash, but like, yeah. it's amazing how much different it was than the weather here. Like we've been 85, like not really bad humidity, 84s. It was really bad there. So yeah, I was to be home. Yeah. Like, honestly, like it's so funny. Cause everyone's like, Oh, it's hot here. And I will never say it's hot in Ohio. Like yeah. in the summer at least because I lived in Florida for like three years oh, and I'm yeah, like yeah. no like yeah it gets warm here but like without the humidity <laughs> like, even, so, yeah oh it's so tolerable I was like yeah. I would go outside to like get my fucking mail and I would be drenched, drenched. In I bet. Yep. I'm like mm-hmm. why am I even showering like what's the point yep. I'm just sweating yep no for sure so yeah it's hot as balls here as well but obviously like we have a very special guest we have mr jason theobald the the godfather of functional health and we're going to be talking about essentially masters competitors female master competitors both that are kind of like in that pre like pre-menopause and kind of like that like perimenopause menopause window when it comes to you know possible hrt how do you diet how do you cardio like how do you essentially get ready for a show whether you are, you know, completely natural with no hormonal support, or if you are also like on that HRT, TRT route, like what do you need to do to be able to bring your best level of conditioning and who else to, to talk to that about? And then Jason, when he just literally blows that type of like niche out of the water when it comes to his area of expertise. Great. So yeah, I'm really excited to have you. Thank you. I appreciate it. And before we uh, dive into kind of like the, uh, the brass tax of things, I have to say, when I had the pleasure of meeting you when you were in town for Junior USA's um, yeah. back in May, it was May. May. Yeah, I saw you training at Uflex and I was like thinking to myself and try not to take offense to this. I, I mean it as a compliment, but I was talking to Eric and I was like, I think that's Jason, but I was like, I'm not going to lie. He is so much bigger in person compared to IG. So I hope you yeah. take that as a compliment. IG no, it's a compliment. Justice. <laughs> Most people are the other way. Like they got to take the perfect picture and I'll just throw something up there. Like, yeah, this is me today. And I get that all the time. I look bigger. So I'm like, yes, yeah, that's, that's great. I'd rather not be like, man, he looks a lot smaller than he. he no, literally. I was like, <laughs> I was having a hard time. I was like, I think that's Jason. But I was like, he just looks a lot bigger in person. So I'm not actually not sure if it's sure, him. Sure, sure. And so I like, I like, 
I kind of like creeped over to you because I was like, well, at least I recognize him from his voice, right? And then I heard your voice. It's like, okay, it's Jason. Okay, it's Jason. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I actually very much appreciate that. So Awesome. Awesome. Love that. But yeah, why don't you kind of dive into who you are, you know, what you've sure. been up to lately, and then we'll kind of get into the, the nitty gritty of working with kind of like the perimenopausal, menopausal yeah. women. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, I, I run Scooby Health. Um, we're a coaching company of about 12 coaches. Uh, I've been doing this for... A, a real long time. Uh, I have my pro card. Um, I part owner in New Ethics, part owner in Advanced Vitality HRT. So, um, you know, I've helped kind of create a whole hormonal, you know, clinic that's, we help a lot of men, but we help a lot of women too. And it's one of our bread and butters. Um, so I think, you know, that's kind of why you had me on to talk about this. And, mm-hmm. you know, I am 45. And as I've gotten older, my clientele just kind of went with me, you know, so I coach a lot of people in the 40s to 55 range. And, um, you know, I kind of had to figure out what's going on with the body. And I think if we reverse engineer it today for your listeners to understand, well, what's really going on with their body, then, well, here's why you can't always train as hard as maybe someone who's a little younger there are outliers and we can talk about that too but um yeah you know i'm excited to open this topic and i think that gives their listeners a little bit of uh background about me um, i guess the last piece is i do coach um or i i uh, mentor have a university whatever you want to kind of call it um and so i do teach you know functional principles and one of them we do go over the full, you know, menopausal client and how to, how to uh, kind of, you know, work with them and massage the fat loss. So, um, you know, that's my background. Yeah, absolutely. So why don't we kind of talk about like, what is menopause? Like what is actually going on inside the female body that makes dieting, building muscle life, just sometimes that much more difficult? Yeah. I mean, to make it super simple, it's, you know, obviously the, the, stopping of menstruation but when you get a little bit more technical um, basically the brain and that whole axis is really no longer communicating uh, with the ovaries so uh, progesterone will drop um, you know your estradiol will drop and you know usually to see if someone's in perimenopause your luteinizing hormone will rise first so you might see something like 20 or 30 FSH will stay a little lower and that's when you're in para. And what's happening is the body is trying to say, Hey, I don't sense the hormones. So we're going to make more and, and, and LH and FSH is that stop along the way. Um, and so they're rising to try to tell the body to produce much like if you know, TSH, you know, will go up if thyroid hormones aren't sensed in the body and that's, it's trying to make more hormones. So it's a very similar type way of thinking about it. Um, so you'll see that. And um, so your hormones are, are, are going down. And over time, you're actually going to produce less testosterone too. So not only do you end up slightly estrogen, rel- relatively estrogen dominant, and we can open that can of worms if we need to, but mm-hmm. um, you have lower testosterone. So overall, your body is just less efficient. Um, kind of a cool trick, joke of mother nature. It can't be combated. Uh, the sooner you start training in life, I find that the better it is the later you wait and you're already in menopause, the harder it is. Um, a lot of the effects that have, you know, taken place, the lower belly fat, the fat around the hips, the change, and just kind of the whole girdle area is already kind of taking place. We can kind of try to reverse some of that, but it's a lot easier if you take steps earlier in life and build this lifestyle, which, you know, either sex, that makes sense. So we'll stop there for now and I'll let you uh, kind of take over. 
Yeah. So when it comes to obviously going through these changes, like why is it harder for women to diet? Is it just because there, there is a psychological component? Like, oh, well, because they feel tired, they're drinking more wine, you know, they're doing more happy hour, or is there a component metabolically that has to do with like their thyroid health and their adrenal health, for example? Yeah. Well, I mean, there's probably both going on, you know, like lifestyle is a big, big piece of all this. And like I said, the earlier you start training, the more I see women go through menopause a lot easier and, and their bodies can take more because they've been programmed. Mm-hmm. You know, if someone's kind of just, you know, kind of lived life the way they, they want and eat how they want, and then they get into menopause and, you know, things are probably going to hit them a little harder. So what's going on is probably twofold, you know, diet, but also hormones and metabolic, the speaking, uh, you are less efficient. And, you know, when you produce less hormones that can trickle down to uh, adrenals, it can trickle down to to thyroid. And if you're unlucky, it might trickle down to both. Um, So overall, you are just dealing with a less efficient body And, and in less efficiency, not only do I mean calorie speaking, but in terms of recovery as well. So, you know, that's where certain cover recovery modalities need to come in but also rebalancing the hormones the best you can. And then we can go down the route of, okay, well, HRT or naturally, you know, how are we going to like, at least try to even the playing field, which direction are we going to go? And then once those are in place, what does that allow us to do that maybe one group can and one group can't? Yeah. Well, since you kind of already separated that dichotomy between women that just want to do things all natural versus the the HRT route, let's talk about the all natural female. They're like, Hey, listen, I'm going through menopause. I don't want to, you know, put creams or injection into my body. I just want to just age gracefully and right off into the wind. How do these women diet? How, how do we need to look at their diet setup? How do we need to cardio them? What supplements maybe can we use to give them some relief just so that way they can be successful, sure. not only as, as women, but then also as athletes and as bodybuilders. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, A lot of times you're going to find when they come to me, they're eating really low calories. So, you know, this can get pretty complicated, but I'll try to simplify it the most I can Um, because of years of, you know, seeing the weight creep on. So if 15 wasn't working, now it's 14. And now that stops it for a while. Now it's 13 and that stops it. And now it's 12. And, you know, that's a tough situation to be in because obviously their body is becoming less, um, efficient. So they adjust their caloric intake to it. So it just is a never ending cycle. So a lot of times you got to get that up first. Um, so, you know, there's a lot of ways to do that. You can take the slow approach where you reverse diet. Um, and that's totally fine. Um, I personally take the approach where I use like an anti-inflammatory period, um, kind of do some little different things with the diet where, you know, I really get their calories up fast and I'm getting the endocrine system cranking, I call it a flush. You can just call it an anti-inflammatory period, but something that it allows me to get the calories up quick without uh, actually weight gain. So I take my people usually from 1200 to 2100 right away. Um, it looks something like 95 protein, 270 carbs, 70 fat, roughly, roughly. Um, but it, it jettisons calories fast, but it's very low protein, more carbs. Um, I'm using a few products, our Metapure, OptiPure, and I'm just getting the body to crank again. And so now I've got you at a higher caloric intake. Certain things that we do with that, I switch to fish, really switch your proteins, rotate your foods. If you're eating all chicken, let's get that out. Like everything is just kind of flipped on its end. Um, I use some fruit juices, bone broth, uh, lots of veggies, lots of fruit, 
and then minimal, like maybe starchy carbs and then a lot of anti-inflammatory fats, you know, people are like, well, what does this kind of look like? Those are kind of the foods. Um, and the Medipure and Optipure are there to kind of get uh, inflammation down, get detoxification rolling. And this helps up regulate the endocrine system. So, you know, a lot of people are saying, well, I can't eat 1200. How am I going to do that? If this is done right, I can get their calories up very quickly. If someone is still confused on that, you can reverse slowly, but you're going to have to get those up. There's nowhere to go from 1200. So that right. is a fact. Okay. So nutritionally speaking, we've got to get the food up. Um, now, from a hormonal standpoint, what I was saying was when progesterone tanks on women, it usually tanks very hard. So we see 0.2s, 0.3s, 0.1s, but estradiol can stay anywhere from 30 to 50 in menopause. And it can be lower. I see where it's sub five. So now they just have nothing, but I see a lot of women around 30. And so you're still going to be what's called relatively estrogen dominance because there's just no progesterone really to match that. So this is where sleep starts to go down and all these different things, hot flashes. So um, we can support that with a little bit of Progon B. Um, it's basically bioidentical um, progesterone, but it's made from yams and you can get it online. You don't have to take an injection. You don't got to go you know, a doctor. Um, and this is going to help just bring this up and even this playing field a little bit. Excuse me. And, you know, there's something called chaseberry that is a natural one. But when the signals are no longer working, you're, you're not going to do anything much with chaseberry other than maybe help hot flashes. But in terms of getting hormones up, we're going to need something that is actually bioidentical. Um, and so that's going to even that out. And then now you've got your testosterone and that might be down a little bit. And you can use things like I like a product called Be Vital. Um, it's biotics research. Um, so you can kind of try to support that a little bit. Our thyroid boost would be really, really nice for like a thyroid. So now you've got a system where the calories are up higher. You're supporting the hormones that may be down from, um, you know, the menopause. And then you get into, okay, now how do I diet these clients? And so for me, I've found the best way to do it is to push and pull. Um, so like maybe push for four weeks. And then on the fifth week, calories come up, pull back on your cardio, pull back on your training, maybe hit our cordies that we have. It helps bring cortisol down a little harder. And all this is going to help calm the body, let it catch up, let it recover because it doesn't have those hormones. And then you push again for four weeks. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times with these clients, I use step goals. I don't use hit cardio much because that CNS just can't take it. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, it might be you start at 5,000 if they're only doing 2,500. Where are they stepping? Um, how much are they moving? You can track that easily with a watch. You guys can get those on Amazon and then just start giving yourself a step goal. I do it with my mom. She's 72. Um, it works really well at that age group, getting them moving, uh, social time. You should be able to talk doing it. And then training two to three days a week for now, especially if you're someone who really hasn't trained ever. Two is probably plenty. You can split it into an upper and lower um, and go from there and graduate as you go, but we don't want to go from zero to 60. And this group, I never, if they're not using HRT, I never really go into like five days a week. The highest I'll get after we build tolerance is maybe four. Um, mm -hmm. so, you know, you should be pushing and pulling periodization, however you want to call it. Training's up, training's down, cardio's up, cardio's down, food's up, food's down. Um, uh, we should support the hormones in some way. Um, to at least give us just a little bit better advantage is I mean, maybe three simple supplements there. And um, then, you know, it's really about managing recovery. Your sleep has to be good, all those things. And that progesterone is really going to help that. And so that's one of the biggest problems with women in menopause repair. They're not sleeping well. So then you do all this training, all this cardio and this low carb cow diet. It's just not going to work. We've got to get you sleeping to lose fat. 
and also okay. keep your cortisol down. And then I know this gets really complicated, but you know, listeners, if you're not sleeping well, your insulin sensitivity isn't good either. So if I can improve your sleep, your insulin sensitivity is going to improve. And insulin sensitivity is usually not as good at menopause as it was at 21. It's just not. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, there's a few supplements you can take for that, but, you know, at the end of the day, I think what I named would be plenty, um, with someone and that would get them in a nice spot. And remember, this is someone who's not doing, um, HRT. They just want a few herbals to support the main hormone and endocrine system that you need to burn fat. And then remember just pushing and pulling is your, is your really a big fan. You should be a big fan of, I would tend away from classes like spin class, uh, really fast lifting that's three or four or five times a week. Um, you really want to get more of the walking and then start building strength um, is what you really want to, to, to the, the building of muscle is going to improve your metabolic rate. And what's happened over time, especially if you're someone picking this up later in life, you've lost muscle and become less efficient as your hormones have now also gone out from under you. Last piece, someone, before I stop, if you're someone who's been training 20 years, this might not apply to you, at least not the same way. Do I think you still need to push and pull 100%, but you might not feel the effects of menopause like someone else because your body, number one, is more used to the training. Number two, you've kept the muscle through it. So you are more efficient. So I see plenty of women in their 40s who come to even training all their lives. And I don't have to quite do these things. You know, they might be an eight and one. They get to push for eight and pull back for one. So, you know, that does make a, a difference. If someone's listening, they're like, well, you know, I, I'm fine. I'm 45. I know I'm in para and I feel great. You might. And you've probably been training for many, many years. So it, it, it's different strokes. For different folks, but we're talking about that general person, I think here who, you know, uh, that general, general client. So, yeah, I have a couple of follow-up questions based on what you said. So with these women that are not choosing to do like HRT, TRT type of thing outside of maybe doing like yam cream, do you ever um, supplement with DHEA or pregnenolone to help any, question. ease any symptoms? Good question. So DHEA is nice. And as we age, it does drop and it is anti-aging. So I do. Um, one thing you have to be careful with DHEA is I want to make sure that someone is going to be like maybe a longer term client. You could put someone into a PCOS situation with DHEA. Um, and what that means for our listeners, I think to keep it simple is your it's hyperandrogenism. It's where you push an androgen past the point where it should be. And, you know, this can actually cause puffiness and slow down your fat loss. Not only that, it can cause, you know, extra hair growth and different things. It's rare that it happens, but I don't like going crazy with DHEA. If I see that it's low, I might start with 10 milligrams a day and just see. I don't see many problems from that. I know like practitioners that would go 25, 15. I, I do see sometimes where that pushes someone into a hyperandrogenism state. But yes, DHEA is great. DHEA will also help. Uh, it's an upstream uh, hormone from tests, so it, it will get into some testosterone. What was the other one you asked about? Pregnant alone. I'm not a huge fan because you can't control where it goes. For those listening, you got cholesterol, then pregnant alone, and then pregnant alone breaks into progesterone and then down towards your androgen pathways. And it's hard to control where it goes. Like I've seen it make two go way too high. Um, so I'm not a big fan. I would rather hit the, you know, progesterone and test more directly. So I know that where it's going, um, I know some people that use pregnenolone, 
Um, but for me and my clients, I've just found too much unpredictability and I just don't love it. Sure. Absolutely. And then kind of switching gears when it comes to the pushing and pulling, when you give a full on diet break, how many calories on average are you, are you increasing this by, or is it calories or is it, are you like really increasing carbs? Are you increasing carbs and fat? Like what is your approach when it comes to not necessarily a refeed, but these, these yep. diet breaks that you give these women? Yeah, I think we do need more details there. Um, so first and foremost, uh, I usually add around 60 carbs. So it's not a ton, but you got to remember too, I'm pulling back on cardio and I'm pulling back on training. So we're definitely getting more of a caloric surge there for sure. Um, but in general, uh, with women, I add about 60 carbs to, you know, I usually do like a training day and non-training. Um, if we're dieting really, you know, hard, I might even have a refeed in there. So there's a third macro set, but I'm going to add about 60 to all those along the way as I pull back on cardio um, and, you know, pull back on training a bit. And for training, you know, if they're training two days a week, maybe they rest. If they're training three or four, maybe I pull them to two. And, you know, if the RPE was nine, maybe I pull it to seven. And RPE is just your rate of perceived exertion. It's just a self-governor. Mine's going to be different than Ashley's, et cetera. But it's still like, you know, everyone will have a different point, but it's just giving you a way of saying, all right, well, if I, this was my nine, well, I know I can't be going that hard. So I pull back. Like, it's not an exact, like, thing. You know, sometimes people get too caught up in it, but it's just pulling back the intensity basically absolutely ash you got any questions for jason i just have like one question and it's more on like the the psychological of like some of these clients that you get so you said you like most of the time you just jump their calories right up and i know you said like a lot of people are like hey like i can't eat this do any of them have like enormous amount of fear that's like hey like i'm gonna get even more fat and like how do you kind of deal with that or what do you say to them to let them know that like this is the process that's like going to work essentially for them and what they have going on. Yeah. So, I mean, it's really important to understand when I do this, like protein, like, so most people come to me, they're, they're eating 135, 150 grams of protein, not enough carbs, you know, I'm flipping everything on their, on its end, basically. So I'm putting protein extremely low carbs, high, and all of most of the carbs are very fast digesting. So all this food is moving through. I always tell them you might gain the first one or two days because I've got sodium going high, but that's also to help lower aldosterone, which is going to get on peeing and get all this inflammation out. So they get a little puffy a day or two. Like it's non, like I'll see someone 165, it'll go to 167 by day two, by day five, they're at 164. And then they just trickle on down. Um, the one thing I'll tell people is um, if you would do this your regular way, 150 grams of protein, um, just your typical sweet potatoes, rice, yeah, you're going to gain weight. If you use mostly veggies, fruits, really lower the protein. Yeah, you could even go to 80 grams of protein um, It's in, and get the fruit juices in, use the Metapure, the Optipure, it, you're, you're just not going to gain weight. The only people that gain a couple pounds are the ones who are really, really, really messed up. And that, I mean, they have autoimmunity disorders going on. They might be cellular inflamed, all these different things. Uh, and they might gain a little bit, but but 95% of my clients on a proper anti-inflammatory push lose weight. Right on. Yeah. No, great question. Great question. So now let's kind of flip gears to the people that are wanting to go the HRT route. And we don't necessarily have to talk about different like 
method um, methods when it comes to the delivery of HRT, because I think that it's, it, it's its own can of worms. But let's say a woman decided to do the HRT route and she has her all of her meds like in line, so she's primed and ready to go. Now, how do we take this this HRT woman and essentially do the same thing that we just talked about with the, the natural competitors? Yeah, so, you know, with HRT, anyone listening, um, there is a dial-in period. Like, we're not always going to get it immediately, meaning, you know, maybe your testosterone comes back a little low still. Maybe this is this is off. So I kind of wait for, you know, the clinician or the practitioner to get them pretty close. But I do start ramping things up. Um, so, you know, one of the differences is now you're going to recover a lot better. And that's like mm -hmm. the basis of pretty much everything we do in terms of reshaping a body, you have to be able to recover. So sleep should be better. Um, you'd be more efficient at processing your food, your proteins, everything. So from there, um, I find number one, I can use a little bit more carbohydrate in the diet. Um, when they don't have it, it's usually a little bit more fat, a little bit lower carb. Um, I find them using more carbohydrates. And then I find that I can train them right off the bat, you know, three or four days rather than the two maybe. Uh, so training can ramp up quicker and there are women with on HRT that I have taken to five days, you know, that might be my competitors, people that maybe have had a little more time training, but you can push the body more now because it's more like it was when it was, let's say, let's say 21, 22, 23. Um, you can use hip cardio if you want. Um, you still might want to periodize it, but you can use it. I do. Um, once the hormones are in place. Um, training can be higher. So you can use like drop sets, um, where, you know, you get to your, say you, uh, four sets on and on your fourth one, you know, you go to failure and then you just start pulling the pin or whatever you're doing. Maybe, you know, dropping the weight is what you're doing, but you're going, you're going to failure and not resting. So these are failure techniques. These are intensity techniques. These can be used more often rest pauses where you don't lower the weight, but you rest five seconds and then go again, et cetera. <laughs> are all to force you beyond failure. These are types of things that I leave out, generally speaking, of the prior, you know, that we were talking about. But now with a body that's hormonally supported and you can recover, you can push. And those types of things are going to lead to muscle building faster and strength faster. Um, as far as the four and one, that rule gets extended usually. So it can be eight and one, mm -hmm. something like that. So they get eight weeks of dieting or pushing whatever we're doing. And then one week pullback instead of the four and one. So it gets doubled almost for me. Um, and a lot of times people ask me, well, are those steadfast rules? It's four and one. Yeah, if someone has hormonal issues, they've had autoimmunity or they're menopausal, any of those, it, it, my people are four and one. It's just a rule. You could be crushing it and doing great. I'm still going to make you pull back because my point is, is take you up to the ledge and not make you fall over. Once you fall over, now I got to fix you. So I'm walking you up, pulling you back, walking you up, pulling you back. So- mm -hmm someone with hormones that can be extended. Maybe you find out it's only six and one for you. I can't give you the exact formula as a coach. I don't, know. but, but generally speaking, I feel like you can push like eight weeks and then pull. And remember our pool means calories go up, cardio comes down, training intensity comes down. We even focus on uh, sleep more, maybe even get back to your meditation. If you've fallen away or whatever that works for you, journaling, any of those things, excuse me. So all those things should be refocused in that week, in that week period. Absolutely. So with the cardio, since you kind of can push them, like I was diving into Lyle McDonald's, one of his many PDF booklets that he's, he's um, published of talking about 
how he likes to do essentially like a warm up, hit cardio, you know, then steady state, and then maybe even back to hit cardio. Have you ever done anything similar to, like that when it comes to these menopausal women that are using HRT? Yeah. And have you seen yeah. benefits from it? Yeah, you know, that's the uh, what's he call it? Stubborn fat loss protocol. Stubborn so fat loss. Thank you. Yeah. Basically, the, the thought process is for the listeners um, the 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 hit. Uh, freeze the fatty acid, but it doesn't really burn it. And then the steady state actually utilizes the fatty acids. So we release them into the bloodstream and then use the list miss after to actually burn them. And it's called a, a stubborn fat protocol. Uh, so yeah, I use it. Um, mm -hmm. Again, you know, I think people need to understand true hit is very difficult and you don't need a ton of it. Um, so that might only be five or six intervals and then maybe a 30 minute fast walk. Um, mm -hmm ever gone back to hit with this group i wouldn't have a problem with an enhanced athlete or someone very young but i've never gone hit miss and then back to hit especially with this group but sure. i think you can now, hit this and then be done and get out and get recovered yeah absolutely um in these populations are you deploying any type of like let's say they are on like hrt but they're also willing to use like fat burners like are you willing to use like yohimbine and clenbuterol in this population or is it just like eh stay away you know what? I, I wouldn't have a problem with it. If you're, um, if you're hormonally supported now, I will say a lot of times, um, these clients aren't getting ready for bodybuilding shows. And so I don't usually bring in clin, but I have yeah. no problem with me. Now, if someone was educated and they know about clin and they asked, I probably wouldn't have a problem with it, but usually I can get what needs to be done, um, with your general menopausal client, which is fixing these things up, this using the right program. I call it massaging the fat loss instead of hitting it with a hammer. You know, we're just kind of, we're moving it. We're just working it, you know, like kneading the dough type thing. Um, so yeah, you know, I think that um, you could, but but generally speaking, I, I haven't brought Clint in too much, but you can. Sure, absolutely, absolutely. Ash, do you have any questions? I do. So, um, with this population, you said that like, you're, you're pretty much your specific rule is like four and one, or, you know, the eight and one, when it comes to rest, does this still apply if they are a competitor, a bodybuilding competitor? Like, is that something that you're like still very gung ho stuck on? Or obviously the goal is different. So like, Hey, like we're trying to get on stage. Like we may have to push past that eight or four weeks. No, I still use it. And um, I just make them diet. I just set it up. So I'm like, all right, we need 16 weeks. This is going to take 20. But okay. I, it I mean, I even, like I said, I have clients that are 28, but they've proven that they have cortisol issues. And every time they push their cortisol gets off, they've given themselves, you know, PCOS and different things. They're a four and one. Some of, some of my pros are four and one, and I don't care how well they're doing. They, at the fifth week, they deload, food goes up. And usually fat loss is a lot better. I use this with Hashimoto cases a lot because inflammation and stress are huge. Um, so really a lot of my issue cases still just stick to it. And I just make them say, hey, I just say, hey, this is how many weeks of dieting you need for the show. But I need these rest, these rest weeks. So we got to just add them in. And most people actually really kind of like it once they've done it. They're like, shit, 20 weeks. But then when they get that, that four push and that weak pullback, um, they really actually end up liking it and their body just seems to respond better. So all around, they seem just to be happier. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Is that what you did with uh, Tracy? Is she masters? Tracy, I didn't need to. Um, Tracy's yeah. been, she's like 42, I think. Um, so she would qualify, but she's one of those women who have been training all her lives. Yeah. 
you know, she's power lifter. She's one of those outliers. They've just been training all our lives. And it, no, it was not necessary. Right on. For those of you that don't know, I'm talking about Tracy Jones. And that was the, uh, the competitor that you turned pro at um, Charleston's junior USA's. And that was able, that was really cool to see that in person. Oh yeah. Yeah. She looked phenomenal. Oh yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah. That was her second show too. <laughs> so you can kind of see she's an outlier. I mean, yeah, she, she I mean, if you're ready, you're ready, you know, yeah. and you she's guys all that work heavy. she was a power lifter. So her body is used to like this, you know, bodybuilding training. It's tough with the diet, but I, you know, the actual training of it's probably not quite as difficult CNS speaking as what she's used to. You know, it's a different, different way to hit it, but I just don't think it's as, as big of a hit. So I never had any problems with her and her labs always come back looking real good. We just looked at them and they were pretty good. So. No, she's one of those outliers. Plus, she's only 42, but like I said, she's been doing it all her life, so it kind of changes things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Ash, do you have another question? Sorry to interrupt you. No, that was like my main one that I was going to ask. Cool. I have just one last question. Yep. When you, now let's talk about something that we always talk about, like, oh, how do you diet and get them in shape and shit like that? But then what? They do the show. Yep. How do you, is, is, do you reverse diet them in a different way? Is it very similar? Like, how is your approach to, getting them back up from like really, really low calories to maybe higher cardio to like functioning normally again. Yep. Um, it, it depends mm -hmm. if I, if I know someone had a really, really tough diet phase and they're starving, I actually try to do a flush again with them. Um, the okay. way I do it because it gets me the calories back up to 2,100 very quick. And now I have an extremely lean body already on 2,100 calories rather than taking six, seven weeks to get to 2,100. Um, mm -hmm. But then they've added fat. So then I've got a lot of calories in. Um, once I get them up there, then I switch to back to a little bit more protein, pull carbs down a little bit, but keep calories about mm -hmm. the same. And uh, then we just cruise from there. We've got them, you know, eating a lot more food. Um, if someone is pretty gifted, I might just add it. I might just go right into the, keep the protein and just add it. It just depends who I'm dealing with. Like Tracy, mm -hmm. I didn't do that. But some of my, my more functional clients have come to me with a lot more body fat, less muscle, mm -hmm. just, you know, like I said, someone who really didn't do all this bodybuilding and powerlifting stuff all their lives, uh, that the flush looks really great. My anti, you know, the anti-inflammatory period to just get the calories mm -hmm. right back up. Um, and now they're, they're less food focused having the juice in actually helps the sugar cravings mm -hmm. and it really works really nicely to get them up. And then after 14 days, I pull the juice out and, you know, put, put, put more uh, starches in give them a little more protein and we're off to the races. So it just depends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in that, you know, in that type of approach, like what, what kind of is going on with the scale? Is it like a big balloon or is it like a slowly titration up? Like usually what happens to their, if, their you, if you put someone in the, the type flush thing where the protein's very low, uh, fast acting carbs, I might see three or four pounds go up and now you're at 2,100. Um, you know, if you reverse someone and it takes five, six weeks, you might see seven or eight go up. Um, but also they're taking free meals. It's just taking longer to get there. Um, yeah. so, you know, for me, I'd rather be at 2,100 while you're still leaner. Cause you're going to be more efficient and you're going to be more apt to build muscle. So I like doing it that way. But, um, like I said, with Tracy, I just added a bunch of food. I knew she'd be fine and didn't need all that. Mm -hmm. So kind of get a feel for your client. And, uh, I feel like the more metabolically a mess they were when they come to you when they, to reverse them out the flush and, or my, you know, anti-inflammatory period, whatever you want to freaking call it is a nice way to get them. Um, to that 2100 quickly. 
Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. I think those are all the questions from me. Ash, do you have any final thoughts? No, that is just so interesting. I, like, I've never even heard of anyone just doing like the flush as a reverse. It's really interesting. It's really cool to like hear mm -hmm. the success of it too. Not very quickly. Very yeah. quickly. Very it's like, yeah, it's a really nice approach. It's interesting. I like it. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Jason, thank you so much for your time. Where can people find you if they're interested in working with you? Maybe they're interested in, you know, what your HRT clinic is offering. Like, go ahead and plug yourself, brag about yourself. You've sure. worked for so many years. Uh, it's your yeah. time. <laughs> right. So right now my Instagram is Scooby Prep, um, IFBB Pro. Um, I, Scooby Prep 1 underscore IFBB Pro. Sorry about that. It will be changed to Scooby Health. They're not like letting me until my blue check goes away. I don't understand it, but whatever. Um, <laughs> we, we did a rebrand. So the, the website is scoobyhealth.com. Uh, um, so you can find me there. You can email me, Jason at scoobyprep.com. Uh, you can get me on Instagram. Uh, and then the HRT clinic is advanced vitality, hrt.com. Um, you can also just email me and I can get you to my coordinators. If you, you know, want to talk, uh, to any of my practitioners, um, you know, I do think we have the best female practitioner in the country. Uh, I really do. Um, so leading our, leading our programs, basically, um so you know that kind of goes right in with what we were talking about today so yeah those yeah. are the main ways i think to uh to get in touch with me um and i answer my dms pretty quickly so you can try try that as well absolutely yeah nicole's really awesome to work with i always chit chat back and forth ordering my clients like gi maps or dutch tests or whatever yeah. from her so she's Very super helpful yeah. yeah and you know guys if you want that one it's nicole at advancedvitalityhrt.com. And she's who you would actually book with, or if you need labs, uh, if you need GI maps, any of that stuff, we can, we can get all that. Yeah. Awesome. All right, Jason, thank you so much again for your time. It was great having you back on and guys, we'll catch you next week with a listener's Q and a in the meantime. Peace. Adios. Bye.